This is the smartest shit you'll hear today, generally because you only talk to dumb people. I'm Chunk with Beef Chest. This is C. McBee. Um, I don't think that's the tightest tagline that's ever been invented, but you know, I was just trying stuff. So recently, uh, Reddit had some issues. Reddit's a big, big website. If you don't know it, I have been on Reddit for 12 years. Uh, I don't consider myself a significant Redditor. I don't have a particular amount of karma that would be impressive to anyone, but it is a very useful site for someone like me who likes to intake a lot of information from a lot of sources, serious, all the way down to ridiculous. It's all there. And I, that, that's what I like about it. That's what I like about it. I like that it's user submitted, it's user run. And of course, that ends up being the problem for the company that is Reddit. Uh, Reddit, this, they had a, basically a protest recently and all the, the big subreddits went dark. So they went private, which meant you couldn't just go and surf them and look at them yourself. You couldn't just drop in and see what was going on. You couldn't just read stuff from that subreddit because it was now private. This was in retaliation to Reddit saying they wanted to basically take away the ability for third-party apps to use their API. What does that mean? I, when I look at Reddit on my phone, don't use the official Reddit app. I use a thing called Reddit is fun. I use it because I like it better. The official Reddit app is kind of dick. Excuse me, I just ate so much food. It's ridiculous. It's like an emotional issue that I'm having. I just struggling with food lately. So I use this alternative app. It uses stuff. I I don't want to get into technical issues, A, because I don't understand it. Uh, It gets into stuff and pulls that magic internet stuff to pull content from Reddit to the app. Now, the thing is, the advertising on that app doesn't go back to Reddit. It goes back to the creator of the app. So Reddit said either you pay us a ridiculous sum of money, because they were talking like $20 million in one case, or uh, you can't use our API. So this is all about money, which is not a surprise. This is what companies do. Uh, This is actually called the enshittification. Now, this is actually a real thing. Uh, you go online, you can search for enshittification. You'll actually get like a Wired article, I think was one of the first places I saw it, where it goes through the steps of how a company grows and then becomes more shitty. And so they called it enshittification, which I really enjoyed. It's the kind of word I remember. If they used more language like this, more creative language that, that, that suited sort of my parlance, well, I tell you, I would remember a lot more words. So... But just to to, to sum up what's happened on Reddit, Reddit's like they want to make this change, uh, basically want to shut down any third-party apps, and you have to use their app, and all these people are like, why the fuck are you doing that? That's just shitty and mean. You're just taking money away from other people who are actually working really hard to make your website better. They did a blackout. Reddit comes in and says, you can't do blackouts. You can't, uh, you you got to open up your your subreddit, or we're going to be nasty. Then a lot of the subreddits said, oh, what we'll do is we'll change it from regular to not safe for work because you can't advertise or monetize not safe for work websites because, you know, Disney doesn't want an ad showing up next to someone getting like hardcore boned. 
Uh, then Reddit's like, you can't do that. We're going to force you back into it. So the protests kind of failed there. Uh, and it's the hypocrisy of this more than anything else that bugs me. Like it's your website, run it the way you want. But Reddit as a website is based off the free labor of people. Primarily people submitting content. That content comes from another source. So let's say I make this podcast. Someone else takes the podcast and puts it on Reddit as like, here's a, a stupid podcast I like, or I saw and they talk about Reddit. Aren't you interested? Other people come see it. Great. I've done the work to create the content. That user has done the work of making it public on Reddit. Moderators, unpaid, make sure people don't get out of hand in the comments. So there are three sources of unpaid labor that make Reddit work. And then Reddit is being greedy about ad, ad stuff. Because Reddit, if my, if my post, so okay, I got to do it piece by piece. The mods don't get paid. So any ad revenue that Reddit makes, a cut doesn't go to the mods. That's an unpaid source. Uh, the person who posts the content, if it gets really popular, there's no payback for that. So if you find the best content and you post it on Reddit, you get karma, but karma doesn't translate into anything. And then I is the person who's let's, a creator of content. It's completely alien to my platform. So I get views and stuff. So maybe if I monetize through a secondary source, like I post this on YouTube, it gets monetized on YouTube. But the Reddit element of the advertising, that doesn't come back to me. So Reddit as a platform is based on taking the work of other people and utilizing it for growth. I, some of the mods, so they were threatening to remove mods and I actually wish the mods had gone with it and just said, fine, replace us. Replace the hundreds of thousands of people who moderate subreddits. I would have loved to see that because then the site would collapse into anarchy. And it's what Reddit actually deserves. I have been looking for an alternative. This is not the first time a blackout has happened because at Reddit. And I have looked for alternatives multiple times. Right now, Lemmy.world, L-E-M-M-Y dot world, seems like an up-and-coming, growing, mastodon-driven uh, alternative. Still needs to be worked on, but it seems better conceptually. How about that? But if all the mods had left, and this is kind of like I've, have, I've done stuff in the past where what we need is everyone, users, customers, whatever, to actually work in uniform, in unison. If they do that, the protest will be successful because the company will collapse. So the insurification. But of course, they, you're a mod because of a certain amount. You're not doing unpaid work because... You love to not be paid. You're doing unpaid work because there's prestige or something you'd love that you want to take care of. It's one or the other. Uh, there's a lot of jokes about Reddit mods or just mods in general. But at the end of the day, these are people who've dedicated their time to something and they don't want to just give it up. So I understand the reluctance. But I think if all the mods at Reddit were like, hands up, we don't like what you're doing. We're not going to moderate anymore. It would just be all like Nazis and porn in comments from that point on, making the site unusable from that point forward. Uh, and it would just be 
essentially fortune, something like that. But it's something where advertisers would, would just be like, we're not putting any money into this anymore. The company company would fold. I bet you could fold the company in weeks if you just did that. So if just the moderators just said like, we give up on Reddit, we're going to wait until another website comes up that does things the way we like it. They could actually collapse Reddit in a week. Uh, the social model worked. So what they said is we want people to submit, we'll vote on the content, we'll have moderation, that's all unpaid, uh, and the site grew. That's again, it's been around for 12 years, more plus, because I've been on it for 12 years. So what has changed? So inshittification is a concept, it's a real thing, uh, and it does happen to companies. So we have some examples. So I want to talk about that. Number one, step one. The website or the service is created. It's good to users. One of the examples is Amazon. Amazon used to be all about getting customers their books. And they actually used to like sell things at a loss to make sure that people had the best experience they possibly could. Reddit, good to users. It was all about the users. And then there's growth. Number two, step two is abuse the users to make money generally on advertising. So the ads start to come in. Uh, We're talking Facebook. Uh, We're talking like Amazon has other companies sort of come in. That becomes their business partners. The business partners are how the company makes money. This spurs growth, but then they have to make it a little shittier for the user because the priority has changed. The priority is no longer a good user experience. It's a good business partner experience. Then that grows to a degree. And then step three is abuse the business partners to claw back value for yourself so that the company can grow. So now you are no longer concerned with the users. You're no longer concerned with the business partners. You are solely concerned with your own growth and profits. Uh, This was the example that I saw was Facebook. Facebook had advertisers and business partners, and they were talking about content. And then people would go to Facebook to read news articles. And then Facebook closed off the news articles if the company that produced the news articles didn't pay to boost their posts. The people who subscribed to that post, to that service, wouldn't see it. So they forced business partners to pay to get subscribers to see their things. YouTube has a similar thing. You can subscribe to stuff and it never seems to show up on your feed. Why is that? It's because they want those people, those business partners, those things to pay for the service they're supposed to be providing. Because really all of this is content creator provides content that goes direct to user is supposed to be the model for like YouTube and stuff. This is to me, the appeal of podcasts so far because I run my own website. So cmcbee is on the chuckmcbeefchest.com. It's hosted there. I own it. There is no middle step between me and the user. So I make it, I post it, you get it. You probably are picking your own podcast app player to do like a podcast catcher to listen to the podcast, but that's it. That is, and then if the one you have doesn't work, there's going to be a million others that it do. You can just go to the website and listen to it. All this stuff is available uh, because I am in complete control. Uh, It doesn't mean that I don't get sort of the view, the, the expanded view of like powerful algorithms and advertising and stuff, but it means that this will remain for the user. Now, the inshittification of this podcast could absolutely happen. I start getting advertisers. The advertisers get to a point where they're like telling me what I can and cannot say. 
we grow to the Joe Rogan experience level of fame where a company gives me a hundred million dollars and now I no longer give a shit about selling other people's products. I lock them into ex- like 10, 15 year contracts that they have to pay and I give them really bad ads and stuff. And all I care about is clawing back my own. You know, it is the demise of me as a person, which would be great because I would end up being rich in the way. But that is kind of where we're ending up with this whole talk is uh, being rich is actually bad for everything. Um, So step three, abuse your business partners to create value for themselves. And then step four is slowly die. The bigger the company gets before it hits on that final sort of downward spiral, the longer it takes to die. Facebook being the example, it was so big, it's still around. It hasn't died yet, but I don't think anyone considers Facebook a viable platform for any sort of serious endeavor. If you are going to start you want to be famous, you want to create content, you want to do a new business, you wouldn't be like, Facebook is where it's at. Unless you were like targeting, like honestly, older people who just never understood that you could leave Facebook. I am a 12-year Reddit user. I am actively looking for an alternative I would enjoy. That's not a common attitude. Someone who's invested sort of the time investment uh, fallacy. Um, The idea is that like when you go to buy a car. They try to keep you there for as long as possible because the longer you spend doing something, the more you actually want it to be valuable. So they'll give you a shittier deal. You've been there for three hours. You take that deal so you don't feel like you've wasted your time. Uh, You should always get up and walk out at least once. Uh, If you're going to buy a car, take the deal and be like, "Uh, okay, so there's the tricks. I don't know why I'm talking about car dealerships all of a sudden. The guy gives you a deal. He says, I'm going to go talk to my manager. You go, I'm sorry, I only have five minutes. He goes, yeah, it'll only take five minutes. It's, give him three minutes, get up and just start walking away. See how quickly he comes back. If he loses the paperwork and has to do it again, just say, I don't want to buy a car from someone who loses the paperwork. See how quickly he finds that paperwork. And it's all tricks to get you invested in a bad deal so you're less willing to examine it. I've been at Reddit for 12 years. It would be so easy to just maintain the status quo, stay at Reddit for another 12 years, despite how bad it gets, just make excuses to myself. But I value my time. So the instant that starts to happen, I start looking for alternatives. Not everyone does that. You might be like, well, you know, Facebook, Reddit, they're so big, they're never going to die. Do you remember Dig? D-I-G-G? Dig was a competitor to Reddit back in the day. It was in the exact same position. It was actually in the dominant position for a while. Barely anyone remembers Dig anymore. It was a long time ago. So if you're young, you would never have heard of it. Uh, It's sort of along the same lines as 9gag. There used to be basically the three websites, 9gag, Dig, and Reddit. And they were actually all competing against each other to be the dominant one. Reddit kind of came out ahead. MySpace, similar trajectory. Uh, it got bought, it became big advertising stuff, and then it collapsed in on itself. Again, like I said, Facebook is still around only because it's going to take longer for an entity that large to die. When I think about Facebook, what are they doing recently? So they, they were in competition with Instagram. So Zuckerberg actually said it's better to buy than compete. So they bought Instagram and they just tried to make that. But now Instagram is struggling to compete against its main competitors, which is TikTok and other stuff. Uh, So they're all mimicking each other instead of actually competing. Uh, Meta's coming out with VR stuff. I honestly, if, if it comes out from Meta, I don't even pay attention. That is Meta, Facebook, 
has become such a secondary entity in the world of technology that I'm, I don't even take it seriously anymore. Uh, I have a Facebook account. I don't check it. So people have sent me messages. It's been months before I've actually responded to messages. I have a Facebook account uh, for Ninja News Japan. I hate using it. I just absolutely despise everything about Facebook. I never really wanted to join in the first place. My friends were all like, everyone has a Facebook account. You join so we can talk and stuff. Never got into it. So now we're in a situation where we have Instagram versus TikTok versus YouTube. They're all trying to find the edge and mimic each other. TikTok has started extending its playtimes to compete with YouTube. Uh, it has just offered me, I think, the 20-minute mark, which is a full podcast most of the time. Uh, YouTube created shorts, which is just TikTok. Instagram created reels, which is just TikTok. And they're all trying to compete with each other. They're all trying to compete for the advertising that comes with those things, but they're all going through a similar process. And this is the enshittification of all of them, because instead of being true to themselves and their identity and what they do and what they brought to the people who are their initial users, they're now like, we need to compete for advertising dollars. So I actually think if YouTube gets, you, I actually think if TikTok had stuck to what it was originally, short form, 30 second, one minute videos or whatever, it would have maintained what it was. And it would actually begin to be delivering stuff to users. I am noticing there's more ads. When I go on Instagram reels and stuff, there's more ads. And then uh, the YouTube algorithm, uh, it's just, the reels are just not interesting to me. And the biggest problem they have is they can't roll back. Because first of all, you would have to admit you made a mistake. So Reddit would have to say, it was a mistake for us to take away the API. We're good. No, we're just going to leave it the way it is. We're going to roll things back with actually less advertising and make it better for users. We're trying to deliver a better user experience, but that would lose the money. So the admitting a mistake is almost impossible for these corporations to do. Uh, you can never admit you made a mistake. And then secondary is money is now the primary focus. It's not serving the users of the platform. And that's capitalism. So like I said, Facebook, instead of competing against Instagram, just bought Instagram. That's not competition. Capitalism as a philosophy is based on competition. It says the market will balance itself. New competitors will come in. It's just the modern version of capitalism is almost based on behemoths becoming monopolies in everything but actual existence. So there are other companies that will compete against Amazon, but they're not really competition. There are telecoms in North America. There's like two, one for East Coast, one for West Coast. They don't actually compete with each other. These companies want a monopoly. They claim to be capitalists, but they actually want a monopoly. They don't want to compete with other companies. So they'll just buy out other companies. Right now we have the EA. Uh, it's Microsoft wants to buy Bethesda and some other stuff. I think EA, I forget now. Basically, Microsoft's been buying up every company it can to try to become the only game in video game technology and games and exclusives and stuff like that, which is anti-capitalist, but it's because they want to get all the money and the only way to get all the money is to be the only game in town. But then you're now not actually talking about capitalism anymore. And that's again, part of the enshittification process. Billionaires espouse the glory of capitalism because they've become billionaires but then do everything they can to not actually partake or compete in capitalism. And that's something that uh, people need to think about. Mark Zuckerberg, 
and Elon Musk recently. This is just getting into sort of the secondary issue. Uh, they started a beef. So basically, Facebook has announced it's going to make a Twitter clone. So again, we're not going to do something original and not our idea. Twitter's in trouble because Elon Musk has taken over. We're going to make our own Twitter and everyone's going to love it. I, again, barely even paying attention. I didn't find out about the uh, meta Twitter clone until this morning when I was actually checking that I got all my information right about Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. Elon Musk obviously heard about this, started doing what he does on Twitter. So, so childish insults, that kind of stuff, whatever. Zuckerberg, he said like, I'll take you, I'll fight you because he's five years old. Zuckerberg, who has been studying Brazilian jiu-jitsu, said like location. He put like a big stupid picture on the internet. Like he's a tough guy. Uh, and then Musk agreed. So I feel like society or civilizations kind of come full circle because we used to fight to survive. We used to fight other tribes and stuff to survive. And it was, it was very important for men to, to, to be strong and fight each other for survival. Then we had civilization and we tried to pull it back a notch. And now we've gone so far the other way, we've actually come all around full circle where the upper strata of society, the billionaires of this world, now feel like it is perfectly acceptable to fight each other to prove something. I guess to prove they're men. Uh, I actually have a secondary thought that once you become in sort of the billionaire class, you actually get this idea that nothing can ever hurt you. So saying, I will fight you, part of your brain goes, but I will never get hurt. Nothing bad will ever happen to me because you're so insulated from the rest of the world. I did actually want to look into the, like, the, the seriousness, the nature of this match. What would it look like? So Musk is 51 years old, same age as me. He's had no training that I know of. He's 6'1", so he's one inch taller than me and he weighs 200 pounds, weighs about the same. He is essentially a cruiserweight. He's a big boy. So being a big boy means you come with a certain amount of inherent power. Zuckerberg, he's 39, so he's got youth. He's got a little, but again, I think once we get to 40 to 51, the, the differences are there, but it's not going to be significant. Uh, he has been studying BJJ and he's actually pretty good. He did a Silicon Valley tournament. He got gold and silver in two categories. He was fighting featherweight. Featherweight is 126 pounds. So like 56 kilos maybe. So you have Musk who is 90 kilos plus fighting a guy who is 57 kilos, basically two thirds his mass. Cage matches are going to start standing. So I, again, I was trying to take this seriously. Who would actually win? Because everyone's like Zuckerberg, 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 because he's actually training, he's actually doing this stuff. But he's a tiny, tiny man. Uh, and he might be good, but if you're good in BJJ, you're good on the ground. Now, I'm thinking Musk's only chance is don't go to the ground. So when Zuckerberg rushes up to him, he's going to go for like a, a leg, like a tackle, basically, and try to get him to the ground so he can actually wrestle. If that is successful... Zuckerberg wins. If Elon Musk throws big haymakers, because you got to remember, Zuckerberg is trained in BJJ. He's not trained in boxing. He has no defense. It's like I, I've been doing judo for 40 years. I have never done boxing. You put me in a boxing ring, I'm done in seconds. Like an actual boxer would take me down so fast, it would be ridiculous. You put a boxer into a judo suit, I would take him down in seconds. It's not like diminishing the value of any of the martial arts. But, but what you have is 
the fight starts standing up. You have two untrained fighters in standing fighting. It's going to look ridiculous. Zuckerberg has one opportunity, and that's get Elon Musk on his ass as quickly as possible. Now, because Elon Musk, I'm assuming, is out of shape in all aspects, because I've seen his body without a shirt on, I bet it would actually be pretty good. I bet Zuckerberg could run around the back, just grab him and, you know, kick his ankles or kick him in the back knees or push him really hard, and he would fall down. But Musk would have one chance. If he could hit Zuckerberg once with with just a wild shot, I bet he would put Zuckerberg down right there and then. So it's very hard. If I was a betting man, I would still put my money on Zuckerberg, but not as confidently as everyone else is talking. Because BJJ has a very good reputation now. And again, I think that is earned. But I think people misunderstand how BJJ starts standing to to groundwork. And there's every sport has rules. And once you work outside those rules, you are essentially untrained again until you relearn what you're doing. They would have a training period. My understanding is that Elon Musk's mother has been posting online that the fight is off, that she's convinced Musk not to do it, uh, something like that. There's been a lot of jokes about Elon Musk's mommy says he's not allowed to fight. He's not allowed to play rough with the other billionaires. Uh, Dana White is a... I think president of UFC, something like that. He says, it was so offensive to me. He said, this would be a massive fight. It would be one of the biggest fights in history. It would be an amazing thing we could do. Imagine the money we would make for charity. Now, if you took out the for charity part, I think he's being honest. Imagine the money we would make. How much, what percentage of that's going to go to charity? Nothing. I did see someone else posted. It was... uh, we're in a society where, oh yeah, like the, the Rothschilds or something, they took their vast fortune to build libraries and schools and stuff. And now we have two of the richest men in the world uh, want to do a cage match. So they've, they've taken their vast fortunes and they're, you know, fighting like basically children, which is ridiculous. Now, I, of course, wanted to see them beat the crap out of each other and I would love to see them get hurt which takes me to the final point of this weird, weird podcast topic, the enshittification of all of society. Why is there no empathy for these men, these billionaires specifically? Because last week we had the submarine that imploded with a group of billionaires on board and the internet went wild with incredibly cruel jokes. Now I laughed along with everyone else about how awful it was. Uh, I, saw some of the videos about inside and they were like, it's carbon fiber. And again, I don't know enough about material sciences. I know enough about carbon fire that you don't drill a hole in it. They had drilled a hole in it to mount some of the screens. So if you drill a hole into carbon fiber, you're basically weakening the entire structure. Now I know that's not probably what crushed the whole thing, but it's irrelevant. I know if I, as a complete amateur can recognize a mistake, then anyone else with actual study or knowledge should have seen how that was going to be. And then we heard about the guy saying, oh, you know, this is an unsafe craft. We can't sail it in the ocean. People are going to die. The president of that submarine company says, you're fired. And then a week later, it implodes with him on board. Again, no sympathy, no empathy. Why is that a thing? And I was looking around to actually see why do people not feel any empathy? Because this is a human being died. Everyone had a moment when they found out there was a 19-year-old kid on board. Now, he is the son of a billionaire, but 
a 19-year-old kid hasn't technically done that much wrong. Of course, he maybe has. But we're like, he's not the problem. The billionaires are the problem. And we feel no empathy for them. So I actually looked into empathy a little bit. And the thing that I found out is that empathy is not a function of an individual, which I was very surprised by. I always thought that empathy would have been like, it's something I feel. Empathy is a function of society and community. So it's about relationships. So when I'm online, I'm trying to think of things that make me cry. Dogs. So we got Dave in the corner and I see these dogs being rescued and I will feel myself tear up. I have a great amount of empathy, but it's because of my deep connection to that stupid looking dog in the, in the corner. As a society, as a community, as a group, you have empathy for people you can relate to. So I relate to those Facebook videos of dogs being rescued and it makes me almost cry because I have this deep connection to the dogs I had when I was a kid, to the dog I have now that I spend a huge amount of time taking care of. I mean, you can see we spend all our time together when I'm at home. Uh, And that extends to my coworkers, my friends. There are people I understand and I care about. That is where empathy comes from. The nature of a billionaire is that they immediately create stratification and they try to separate themselves from society, community at large. So the empathy society at large has for people who separated themselves goes down dramatically. And this was very kind of revealing to once you've separated yourself from society, no one gives a shit if you die. I bet other billionaires were very upset by this. But of course, their voice isn't as big as a billion people making jokes on Reddit. So that disconnect they create by trying to say, I'm rich, so I'm a higher class person, you're poor, so you're lower class, is why no one feels any empathy for these billionaires dying. Now, for me, I think the primary problem was actually he wasn't listening to anyone. So this billionaire, this is another problem with billionaires as sort of a class or a group is they've gotten so used to being right. It's almost like pop star syndrome where everyone tells you you're great, you're amazing, you're great, you're amazing. That's really bad for you because then you start to think you're really great and amazing and really smart and you know everything. Where you may have specific knowledge, you don't know everything. So you see pop stars and they'll give political commentary And it's just so confused and weird. And it's because they know pop music. They don't know politics. They know A, they know B. So it's like, I, what do I know about? Well, I could talk quite in depth about the cage match they were doing. But because no one has spent the entirety of my life telling me I'm really good, I'm really smart, I'm really good, I'm really smart. I don't think I know everything. Anyways, billionaires are shit. I think that might be the conclusion. It's, oh, it's the separation. And then because everyone around them is sort of yes men, They get into pop star syndrome where they think they know everything, but they don't. So they won't admit they've made a mistake. Very much like I'm talking about Reddit at the beginning of the podcast. They can't admit they've made a mistake. They can't roll anything back. They have to forge forward with what they're doing. Uh, There was a set of emails I saw released about the submarine thing. And the set of emails basically said, look, I'm not 100% confident in this. And the guy's like, I actually find that offensive that you think this isn't safe. And the guy's like, I did some research. This doesn't seem safe. Therefore, I don't want to ride your crazy death trap. And the guy's like, I find that offensive. Not factually argumentative. I don't have anything I can say to you personally to change your mind. I'm personally offended. And that was supposed to mean something. You should risk your life in this thing you think may or may not kill you 
because you don't want me to be offended because that's more important than your life. And that is the underlying message. So this in billionaires and the stratification of society is primarily to me the enshittification of all things. So it's how do we get back from that? Well, there is no simple answer because now society is set up to keep this going and the people, the billionaires who do have a great deal of power, they want to keep it going because that's how they stay billionaires. So honestly, I don't have an answer, but when you see a service like Reddit and it goes through a blackout, everyone should quit Reddit and it would collapse and everyone should quit Twitter and it would collapse. And then the internet could go back to being sort of a freer entity. Yes, we would have to find things. It would be harder. Search engines might have to be better. We won't use Google anymore. We'll have to use a new search engine that's actually better and working towards the users. But if you're aware of enshittification and the reality of the user actually has all the power, because as soon as you stop using it, all that power goes away. MySpace is basically gone because no one uses it anymore. If everyone would just drop Facebook, it would be gone tomorrow. If everyone dropped Reddit, it would be gone tomorrow. And then something else, two or three services would spring up and try to take their place. And then we would be back to actual capitalism, actual competition, and things might actually improve. So that was a little experiment. I have been struggling to come up with original ideas. <laughs> Don't say sorry. I want people to do stuff. I Again, this isn't me complaining about you. This is me complaining about my inability. The mistake they made was making an end date in the protest. Uh, this is it. The end date was, people are saying that. I actually disagree. I think that's irrelevant. If what they needed was when they said, we're going to remove the mods, all the mods en masse should have quit. Should have been like, fine, go ahead a completely unmoderated Reddit would collapse in hours. I mean, honestly, hours. There would be an influx of all really gross shit. There would be an influx of all these kind of things happening. Uh, they would have no control over it. They wouldn't have the staff to keep the website under control. Because of the nature of Reddit, if there is no modification, exactly what I said though, 4chan is what it would become and no advertiser would touch it they're already running at a deficit. They already run at debt. So if they're already running at debt, that would collapse as soon as all the users left. A long time ago, I did the same thing. I was talking about um, the monopolies and stuff of internet users in America. And like, there's basically, you move to an area, there's really only one internet provider and it's always stupid expensive. If you could organize the people in that region to all quit on the same day, and I mean actually quit on the same day, and you would have to go two weeks without internet, let's say. I bet those prices would get super fucking reasonable, super fucking quick. The problem is the organization never happens. And like these mods, they're committed to what they're doing. So that doesn't happen. And that's, that's to me where the problems arise is because people are disorganized. But if the mods of Reddit would all quit today, you would either have no Reddit or a way better Reddit tomorrow. It was a bit messier than I wanted, but uh, that was essentially three or four points from the news media that I put together into kind of a structure and tried to talk about it. It's not a bad idea. I think I can smooth it out because essentially it was three ideas. It was the enshittification of Reddit, uh, the cage match and billionaires, and then why no one had empathy. So those are my three concepts that I wanted to put in there. 